to the Holy Hardwood podcast where your New Orleans Pelicans win 96-87 to against the New York Knicks tonight. Brandon Ingram had 26 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists on 11 of 17 from the field. Zion Williamson had 24 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 12 of 17 from the field. Herb Jones contributed 10 points, 2 rebounds, 1 assist. CJ McCollum had 12 points, 3 rebounds, 7 assists. And on the bench, Jordan Hawkins had 9 points and was 3 of 6 from the field. Just welcome back, Pat, into the pod. Is there anything, just to start out, that you maybe liked from this game or maybe disliked? Yeah, good evening, Tony. Um, thanks again for, for having me on the pod. Uh, I've been looking forward to this uh, for a couple of days now since our last win earlier in the week. Um, yeah, looking at this game tonight, uh, I'd say uh, the Pelicans, you know, took care of a, a less talented Knicks team coming off of a back-to-back. So um, really no no surprise there from, from my perspective, right, as I have pretty high expectations for this team uh, on a nightly basis. So um, for them to come in, um, hold that, that Knicks team to a, a low shooting percentage, um, low first half number, um, really kind of jump started their their evening and allowed them to kind of cruise to this this opening home win. So uh, excited to see that they they took care of business early and uh, just just wrote it out to the end. Definitely, uh, kind of going off of what you said, I think it all started in that first quarter where the New Orleans Pelicans came out and only allowed twelve points defensively. Uh, this is something that you know we've kind of touched on, um, kind of. For every game is for the Pels kind of starting out strong and maybe, you know, holding these teams to these lower scores and kind of getting out on front, uh, especially since this was the first home game, coming out with some energy and using that energy uh, on the defensive end, which then led to their offense, which I thought was, um, you know, even a little better from that first game. Yeah, certainly. I think there were... You know things you could take from from both games from an offensive and defensive perspective. Um, you know when kind of looking in contrast to that opening night game, I think the defense was a little sharper tonight. Um, rotations were a little bit tighter. Um, guys were kind of covering for for other guys um, areas when they were taking gambles or taking chances to you know potentially get deflections and, and getting out and running. Um, in terms of offense, I think it was nice to see you know Zion and Bi kind of pick up. Um, where they left off, you know, assuming that that first game was opening night and they were kind of working through some of that uh, rust from the offseason. But um, I know we did see CJ um, struggle a little bit compared to, to that opening night game. Um, I think that was just more in terms of, you know, how the game was going at the time and, and, and how Zion and Brandon were kind of controlling the tempo and kind of, um, you know, managing things from an offensive perspective. It did, you know, follow a pretty similar um, script in terms of that second unit kind of getting in there. I know, um, you know, last game we kind of looked at Matt Ryan there who, who actually gave us nine points off the bench, and hit, hit three threes to kind of jumpstart us. And, and looking at this game, it, uh, rookie Jordan Hawkins came in and was able to kind of emulate that same thing and, and provide the team with another three-point um, or three threes off the bench, which kind of uplifted that group and, and was allowed to not only, um, you know, hold the lead, essentially, or maintain the lead that Zion and Brandon had set for them, but also increase it and allow them to kind of push that lead ahead and, and start looking into into the second half there with um, a double-digit lead. 
Yeah, going off of what you were saying, kind of bringing up those bench guys, I kind of want to hit on some of that. Um, Matt Ryan and Jordan Hawkins, Dyson Daniels, kind of the main guys off the bench tonight. And like you said, Matt Ryan didn't have his best uh, performance from the outside tonight going one of eight. But you can kind of see um, just from the start, uh, from last game, him making a few shots, kind of the gravity he has, um, the defense's attention. And with Jordan Hawkins now hitting uh, three more shots tonight, would you kind of agree with that? That's kind of been even just a change from the first game to second game. Uh, the Knicks coming in and kind of being a team that's even looking after for Matt Ryan and where he's at on the floor and kind of opening it up and giving more space to some of the other guys on the team. Yeah, I think that's that's exactly what we've been saying for, for a couple of years now, right? Is, um, yeah, you'd love to have somebody that comes in on a nightly basis and, and you know, hits a high number of threes and, and shoots at a high percentage, but even just the threat threat alone of somebody who can hit some open shots and, and make you pay for sagging off and, and playing one step over in a driving lane, um, even the threat of that, like you said, Matt Ryan playing one game, hitting a couple shots, you could already see, you know, he was providing Zion and Brandon uh, one extra step, you know, when, when taking it to the rim, and, and that allowed them to kind of get from A to B a little bit more efficiently and ultimately get, get better looks around the rim. So, I think this is just kind of the sentiment that uh, we've we've been working off of here uh, for a while, just looking for guys to to space the floor and and they don't have to always shoot at a you know tenacious clip, but just to keep that defense honest and keep that defender um, you know at least one eye on that guy or that shooter, just so they can't just sit in the lap of both side and Brandon as they're driving to the rim. So I think that was a really really good um, thing to see already in game two and with with Jordan. Um, kind of continuing that um, tonight, looking ahead into the next game. I think that's a trend that you're you're going to see not only continue over the next couple games, but also expand as we kind of work in some of those other guys, including Trey. Yeah, most definitely. And, uh, you know, we kind of talked about this player in the first episode or the first recap after the Memphis Grizzlies game and, you know, kind of Herb Jones and kind of seeing what he's been able to do offensively. Um, but, you know, tonight was one of those classic games by Herb, just kind of getting into everybody defensively. Uh, Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, Jalen Brunson, uh, you name it. He was there, but just seeing that confidence grow on that offensive end has just been a real treat to see. Yeah, I think uh, I think when we're truly seeing the maturation of, of Herb Jones as a, as a professional player. Um, you know, he came into this league as being you know, very raw offensively, a guy who was able to dominate the collegiate level um, as kind of a, a two-way defender uh, who kind of, you know, was still able to contribute offensively, but that was in terms of just being a little bit better athlete than everybody else or maybe being a little bit um, bigger at his position um, for the collegiate game. But you're, you're seeing his game truly mature and grow, and, and like you said, he's, he's gaining confidence on a nightly basis. Um it truly has shifted already within two games, and it's when when he gets an open look, you're you're kind of expecting him to knock that thing down, and um, that's, that's certainly a huge change from from last year. Um, even though I know he did have some some streakier moments during the year, um, this for some reason I know it's early, just just kind of feels like there's something a little bit different to it. Um, I think you kind of touched on it, it's the confidence, um, and as great as he's been offensively, I think there's still another level he could go in terms of. Um, you know, being a driver, being a cutter, um, being a screener, and being able to work in some different actions, um, you know, with those main guys being Brandon Zion and, and CJ. But 
Um, in terms of, of defense, right, he, he's picked up right where he left off. He appears to be everywhere. Um, he's taken the, the best assignment on each night. And, and not only does he do that, it, once that ball is, you know, kicked from that player, you'll see him kind of playing the, that secondary backline defense, whether it's, um, you know, picking up deflections or stepping over for key charges. He's, he's certainly cementing himself as um, an early um, pick to potentially make one of those all-NBA de- defensive teams, depending on the team's success this year. Yeah, and I, I just kind of like um, Herb Jones, just these first two games. You know, he was kind of all about business and still is um, kind of his first two years in the league. And just kind of seeing more of a confidence, like I said, which I think is now kind of made for, you know, more emotion on the floor. Uh, you know, after maybe say he gets an and one or gets a defensive stop, normally he would probably just, you know, stay to himself and not to do too much. But, you know, you see him kind of yelling out there and kind of have that confidence. And so I think that's something really good for this team to kind of have another guy out there who kind of has an edge to him. Yeah, I think uh, an edge is a good word for that. I think a lot of those guys that, that kind of play that role on, you know, title contending teams, um, although don't always need to be at the same level as, as say, a Draymond Green or, or a Patrick Beverly, but um, all those top defenders and, and kind of 3 and D guys um, that get big minutes certainly do have a little bit of that edge and personality themselves as they're, you know, locking up some of the best players in the world on a nightly basis. You do need to have that confidence in yourself. Um, and, and sometimes that emotion is going to bleed over, um, you know, following big plays. So, again, I think it's just a part of the maturation that, that Herb is experiencing right now. And, and there's no reason that I don't see that continuing as we work through this season. Mm-hmm. And definitely with, you know, some of those other uh, key distributors from the bench being out, Trey, who kind of has that personality, and Jose, who brings that energy every single night. It's good to kind of see, you know, Zion... Uh kind of once he starts to get it going, show some emotion and, you know, with Herb kind of having those other guys where, you know, Brandon's kind of more quiet, lets the game speak for himself and doesn't show too much emotion. So it's always good to kind of see that. And I think, you know, all of these guys kind of have more confidence now. And I don't know if that's just an offensive thing, just them being together for a couple of years now, or, you know, just being a little older in this league, seeing, you know, a bunch of different things. Yeah, I would say it's probably just, um, you know, kind of growing in that role as a player in the league. I think when you're talking about those guys that kind of have a voice, you know, Herb hasn't been in the year or been in the league for six, seven years. You know, he's still a, a relatively young player um, and has only been playing for, for a couple seasons. So he's still kind of considerably getting his feet wet. There's there's some guys he probably to this point, depending on injuries and whatnot, he, he hasn't even faced before or defended against. So I think as he kind of you know, runs his table in the league and, and is able to kind of see everything at face value and, and work through that and, and gain from those experiences. I think that you're kind of just seeing him come out of his shell and, and kind of expand that, um, you know, that personality of his, which is always great to see. Yeah, and uh, just moving on from that, uh, I just really thought the defense kind of locked in tonight and kind of, you know, fed into that offense, kind of like we were saying in the first game. You know, the more stops you get, um, the better chances you can get out and run and kind of set up that 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 offense just going and just kind of not having to uh, set an offense and get into any type of play. And I think that's kind of our best offense. But to hold the New York Knicks to 36% from the field and 18% from three, I think that's a big, you know, eye-opener. And if the Pels can, you know, start to do that game in and game out, you know, that'll give them... Uh, you know, really good chance against anybody in this league. 
Yeah, and I think um, when looking at it, right, I think the, the numbers can, can sometimes be a little bit deceiving. You know, this is a, like you'll hear so many times we said, it is a make or a miss league. So I think uh, if a couple of those shots end up falling for them tonight early on, maybe this, this looks entirely differently. And, and not to say that they didn't play well defensively or, or play hard, right? But um, uh, it is still early to kind of take this as a, as a benchmark game. Right and say, oh well, they held them to, to sub forty percent shooting and and sub ninety points from the field, and, or you know for the game essentially, and already start you know mailing it in as they're one of the best defensive um, teams in the league. But again, when saying that, they did have a, a strong defensive net rating last year, and, and I know that is something that Willie's going to hang his hat on and is preaching on a day to day basis. So it wouldn't surprise me that you know, as we work through this year that the, uh, the team is, you know, hovering around there around the top 10 defense overall. And, and hopefully they kind of have a, you know, a top 10 offense there to kind of follow suit and, and work together with that defense. Yeah. I think it's uh, kind of telling to kind of going with, uh, that defensive, uh, prowess here, uh, to only score 96 points tonight and still, you know, come out with a victory against, like you're saying, a Knicks team who's coming off of a back-to-back. But, you know, anytime you can hold a team under 90 points, that's always good, especially when you're only scoring 96. So it's showing that this team is learning how to win in different ways. Would you kind of agree on that? Yeah, I think there's a lot of things to take from that. Um, Certainly, I I think that they are learning how to play different styles, right? Um, I think tonight was a little bit slower pace. Um, there were certainly spurts there that they, they were getting up and down, but in totality, I do think it was a, it was a slightly slower pace. Um, I, I think um, tonight's game also kind of showed you that, um, you know, when, when Brandon and Zion are, have it kind of clicking early and they're getting a little overproduction, they have the ability to, they have knockout power. You know, if they're able to get a couple stops here and there, um, as efficiently as those two were playing and as skilled as they are offensively, um, they have the ability to, to knock teams out right early in the third quarter and, and put a 15-point lead on their head and essentially um, take them out of the game. So um, while they're working through, you know, finding them, themselves offensively and finding new identities um, and how to put points on the board, I think ultimately, um, you know, this conversation comes down to 1-14. To and 14. This team ultimately goes as far as those two take them. Um, everything kind of stems from them. So when, when they're as efficient as they were tonight um, and kind of taking turns and, and holding off any potential runs coming from, from the Knicks, um, it's, just, it's, a, it's a difficult duo and a difficult team to kind of come back when, when they're able to score as efficiently as they are. Yeah, agreed. And uh, kind of just one thing I've seen just over the last couple years and just you know kind of to start this year, it always seems like the Pels can kind of get off to a good start and good second quarter and take it to halftime. But I think their biggest struggles is when they've had these bigger leads is to come out of that, you know, third quarter. And like you said, kind of get on the attack again or kind of kill and, you know, kind of get that game out of hand. And, and instead, you know, they let the team kind of creep back a little bit and then they got to kind of go a little harder in the fourth for a couple more minutes uh, rather than being able to sit some of the starters and rest them up a bit. But I think that's kind of their next step in the maturation is just to kind of, you know, come out of those half times when they do have leads and say, let's end this game right now instead of kind of, you know, playing around a little bit. Yeah, I think there's a there's a shift in mentality. Um, I think they kind of understand that 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 responsibility falls on them. Um, You don't see them kind of looking around and looking for other people to kind of take the, the onus upon themselves to, you know, whether it is to, to keep those runs going or or when the Knicks had a 10-3 run in that 
in that game in that third quarter, you know, essentially it was up to them to, to pretty much stop the bleeding or, or cut the head off the snake and, and, you know, stop that run and, and get the team back on track offensively. Um, I think the one advantageous aspect of the, the duo of Brandon and Zion is, um, you know, in comparison to maybe some other duos across the league offensively, um, you know, those two aren't predicated on, on perimeter jump shooting, right? Um, there are some duos that, that shoot a lot more threes and, and are, are very effective at that, but, but certainly when you're shooting a lot of long jump shots and a long three, or a lot of long three-point um, shots, that certainly opens you up to um, some sustained droughts, um, some, some more difficult shooting slumps, um, and ultimately can be a little bit more difficult to kind of stop stop the bleeding at times. So having guys like Zion and Brandon that, that live around the rim and, and Zion and, and Brandon himself kind of working around that free throw line and low post area, I think it opens you up to getting a lot of clean looks, um, you know, in isolation that, that certainly allows you to kind of stop runs quicker than, than some other teams might be able to. Yeah, definitely. And uh, kind of just going off of the BI and Zion thing, you, you saw them tonight, you know, have a combined 50 points, 12 rebounds, five assists on, you know, 23 of 30, 34 from the field, which is around 68%. I mean, I don't know where that ranks, you know, up there in their games where they've been together as a duo, but um, it just seems early on right here that would be, you know, one of those games that you would um, probably mark down as being one of their best as a duo uh, together. I would like to see the assists a little higher, but, you know, like you said, when both of them kind of got it going right there and they're so efficient, you know, that's just going to happen with the assists. But uh, I kind of like where Brandon was at rebound-wise with seven and Zion chipped in five right there. So you can't really complain about the uh, effort and kind of what they did tonight because I think it was one of their uh, better performances uh, together as a duo. Yeah, no doubt. And I think, um, you know, where the game was in terms of, halfway through that fourth, I think it ultimately um, probably would have shown statistically or at least on paper as even even better of a night, right? Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but like you mentioned, um, we'd like to see those assists a little bit higher, but I would imagine if you looked at potential assists and um, had a look at that data, you'd see that both of those guys were probably, if not flirting with around 10 for each each one of them, you know, they'd at least be at five, six, seven. So they certainly were, were finding their teammates for open shots. It just was a night that, that not as many perimeter shots fell. Um, so that's ultimately going to you know change the way that some of those stats look. But it certainly seems like they're they're finding their groove playing with one another. I would say tonight wasn't as um, you know effective in terms of um, one-on-one game with, with each other. But they did a really good job of kind of taking turns and, and, and being able to identify when teams were loading up on one versus the other. So... Um, to see them play as well as they did, and, and most importantly, as efficiently as they did, um, which is the most important thing, was was a great, um, you know, great thing when when looking forward. So happy to see that. Yeah, and just bouncing off of that, uh, just going into kind of what Brandon Ingram has shown you these first two games. Um, is there anything in particular that you've liked um, that you've seen in him? Have have you seen a jump? Is there just a different way that he looks or kind of presents himself there on the floor? And kind of what have you liked from his uh, point of view these first two games? I'd say Brandon is is kind of following, you know, some very similar, um, you know, pathways that he has in, in previous years. You can still see that he's still a a quiet leader. He still leads by how he's playing, but you can see that 
Um, to me, it, it seems like there's a little bit more, um, not self-belief, but it, it just seems like his game is more quiet now, right? It just seems like he's kind of in cruise control, working his way through these games, getting to his spots. He's, I, I made a, you know, a comment during the game. It looks like he's kind of just floating from spot to spot. You know, he's not working as hard as he used to have to, to get to his spots and find his shot. So I think there's a level of maturity there. I think the game is, has continued to slow down for him. I think he's his handle has gotten a little bit better um, from last year, and I think he's doing a good job of, of changing pace and playing at different speeds. Which ultimately, you know, in in you know combination with his size and length and, and shooting ability, certainly is a is a super difficult combination of skills to to possess as a as a three level scorer. But um, yeah, I, I'm impressed with what I've seen so far with Brandon. I sense he's still kind of working himself into the flow of the year. I think he's making a conscious effort to get others involved um, as they're kind of still kind of nurturing the, the confidence of those others playing around them. But um, nothing I'd see so far would, would expect, or I would expect anything less than a big season from Brandon. Yeah, and I just kind of want to add in, it just just feels like maybe in years past when he had a matchup maybe on the post, uh, maybe just because he was you know less strong than he is now. I feel like he's really put a lot of time into developing his body, but anytime he kind of sees a mismatch or a smaller guy on him, he just feels like if he can get to the elbow or that block and kind of you know face up or posting him up uh, and he gets to his spot, it, it seems like it's pretty much over from that point. Yeah, that's uh, that's something that he needs to lead into. You know, just as some guys can lean into the perimeter shooting, and I know that's an area, you know, a lot of people would like to see Brandon expand his game and and you know shoot more threes at a higher volume, which which is great, right? If, I mean, sure, if he can do that, that's that's obviously beneficial to himself and the team. If if those are good looks and he's doing it at an efficient clip, but there's also a lot of guys, you know, in this league that would like to be able to go down to the to the low block and the twelve to foot. 12 to 15 foot area and have a mismatch against, you know, pretty much any defender guarding them, you know, that when, when he's shooting over that left or right shoulder or whatever it is, he's essentially not seeing a defender there. So, you know, it, that's a pregame, you know, shoot around drill shot that he's shooting with, with a high level of confidence. But uh, I would definitely agree that there's probably a little bit of, um, you know, added confidence there just in terms of what he's been able to do with his body uh, and the strength that he's added. But, um, yeah, that's that's something that I've been certainly really, really wanting him to lean into the last couple of years. Is I think it's a it's a big area of, of you know strength of his game is that that low block extended elbow. You know, um, you know, kind of mid two thousands or late two thousands. Kobe operated a lot in that space. Um, you know, Dirk operated a lot in that space. You know, if you're able to make that shot, uh, it, it it's a difficult shot to guard. And ultimately, it um, you know they're going to have to send a second defender from somewhere, so it's ultimately going to open up a shot from somewhere else. So um, really, really would like to see him kind of continue leaning into that and, and even go into it more often. Yeah, definitely. And uh, going off of Bi, you know, you gotta uh, you know talk about Zion and what he's done this year so far, and you know how he looked and moved uh, tonight. I feel like. He kind of came out with more of an edge where in Memphis he kind of sat back, I, I felt, and kind of, you know, let the game come. It was his first game in, you know, nine, ten months, and I feel like just getting that energy from the home crowd tonight, he kind of looked a little more spry and a little more touch around the rim and looked really, really good tonight. 
Yeah, Zion, he he looked good. He he uh he looked a lot like the that best version that we saw of him last year. Um, you know, he's getting downhill. You could see that that even when when a defense, you know, coached by Tibbs was was giving him a lot of space and kinda they were trying to force the issue of him to settle for jump shots, he was he was dribbling into that space and closing the distance there quickly and, and pretty much hitting that launch pad around the free throw line and and elevating and, and getting around the rim yet yeah, it, it seems like that touch is something that's kind of you know found itself here in the last couple of days um, I think a lot of it just comes from the confidence of, of playing in Memphis taking a couple hits and, and you know seeing that he is fine and no issues kind of um, you know hanging over from last year so I, I think that um, as we kind of work through the next two or three games you're going to really see him round into form and um you know, really becoming a, a handful around the rim and in the paint, so. Yeah, and uh, kind of just to end things off, is there anything, you know, you kind of want to just touch on if we didn't touch on it uh, here, kind of things you'd like seeing forward, uh, maybe, you know, coaching or lineup, things that you saw tonight? Yeah, I think that, I think the coaching's been good so far. I think uh, Willie's doing a good job. I would imagine that he's taking some advice from, from Coach JB in terms of, um, you know, rotations and, and adjustments and substitutions. You're seeing a couple of things that um, up until this point wouldn't be typical of Willie in terms of his substitution patterns or, um, you know, moments in games. You'll, you'll see him make substitutions for certain scenarios to give guys extra space or he'll pull JB and get a shooter in there to expand the floor a little bit. So I think the coaching staff has done a good job of making adjustments throughout the game based on the situation. Um, and, and certainly who's kind of rolling at that time. So um, they're doing a good job of that. Um, I would like to see that the rest of that, that bench unit continues to play well together. I think tonight you saw um, not only did, did Hawkins shoot it well um, with that bench rotation, but you saw that those guys were playing really hard. I know Matt Ryan didn't shoot it very well tonight, but um, he did a really good job. Of, he played hard. He got on the floor a couple times. He was making a lot of um, nice extra passes around the around the perimeter to, to get other guys open shots and, and made a couple of nice defensive rotations um, to multiply, you know, help end possessions and, and get back headed in the other direction. So that was a positive sign. Um, I think the big thing, especially here probably for the next five to ten games, is going to be we're just going to be looking at that that duo. That duo truly is going to be driving um, a lot of the success for this team, especially early. Um, as we await getting some of that depth back, which is certainly an advantage for this group. But I think looking ahead to that Warriors game on Monday, that's going to be the first true test. Um, I think it's a big test for both Zion and Brandon, um, you know, individually, but most importantly as a duo. I think that's going to be the first, um, you know, tandem or, or group of guys, two or three guys that they're going to look across so far this year. And, um, you know, they're, they're up to par with them. So I think they're going to have a big night, um, you know, working with Steph and, Steph and folks, so um, look to have them come out, be aggressive, really set the tone, and, and would love to see a game where, where both of those guys are kind of sitting there touching almost 30 um, apiece as a group, because uh, I certainly think it's going to be needed. Great, great, great insight uh, tonight on uh, the podcast, and I do appreciate you coming in, so yeah, thanks for coming on in uh, today. And just going forward again, your New Orleans Pelicans start 2-0 on the season, getting the 96-87 win against the New York Knicks as their next game is against the Warriors.
uh, Monday night here at the SKC Center. So, you know, really hoping for a big crowd and, uh, you know, nice game, like you said. Uh, Steph's coming into town, so that'll be interesting and uh, excited to see how that one goes, but definitely feels good to be 2-0.